Our Bishop, Thomas Tobin, began a column he wrote several years ago in the Rhode Island Catholic with these words. Some of you may remember this. It's one of his best columns. He wrote, I'm sure you've seen the commercial. An elderly lady has fallen down the steps in her home, is seriously injured and unable to move to the telephone when she cries out, Help! I've fallen and I can't get up. The commercial promotes life alert emergency response, a medical alert pendant that's used to notify dispatchers about someone's health emergency. Although I haven't yet had any personal experience with life alert, I'm sure it's a fine product and a useful service that has assisted many individuals, perhaps even saved some lives. But it occurs to me that the phrase, I've fallen and I can't get up, serves well as a description of the human condition we need to confront during the season of Lent. It's true, as a human family and as individuals, we've indeed fallen, very far and in many ways, and a thoughtful, faith-filled person will quickly recognize that we need God's help if we are to rise and walk again. The rest of the bishop's column explored how we can access that help from God, especially through our Lenten disciplines of prayer and self-denial and charity. There's a presumption behind our bishop's words in this article. He presumes that we want to get up. He presumes that his readers are people who are honestly examining their lives every day in light of the gospel and who are striving for perfection through repentance. Put in terms of today's Gospel reading, he presumes that his readers are constantly working to keep their temples clean, to keep their temples as clean as possible. And that's certainly a reasonable presumption with respect to the readers of the Rhode Island Catholic newspaper. But the fact is, and our bishop knows this as well as anybody, there are a lot of people in the world right now who are quite content living in a state of sin, a state of serious sin. Their attitude is not, I've fallen and I can't get up. Their attitude is, I've fallen, but I won't get up. I've fallen, but I don't have any interest whatsoever in getting up. This all came to mind as I reflected on today's first reading from Exodus 20. There we are presented with the Ten Commandments. Notice they are not the Ten Suggestions, they are not the Ten Recommendations, they're the Ten Commandments, which means they are as binding in 2021 as they were for the people of ancient Israel at the time of Moses. And if you don't believe me, just look in the Catechism of the Catholic Church. A large section of Part 3 of the Catechism is a reflection on the Ten Commandments and how those commandments apply to us today in our modern world. We tend to look at the commandments in negative terms, but the commandments are really a gift. Commandments are a gift from God, giving us guidelines, the guidelines we need to follow in order to live lives of relative peace and happiness. We'll never have perfect happiness until heaven. We can have relative peace and happiness here on this earth if we're faithful to God and His commandments. Hope you realize, my brothers and sisters, if everybody on earth right now lived his or her life according to these ten directives, just these ten, planet earth would be a very different place be a much better place. 
but a lot of people today are not living them and many are not interested in even trying to live them. And that's a huge problem, as Bishop Tobin notes in his column. And those who disobey usually have excuses, sometimes very interesting and clever excuses as to why they disobey and as to why their disobedience is actually a good thing. Bet you've heard some of these before, many times. For example, excuse number one for not obeying the commandments. God told me. God told me to disobey. Now that excuse is used, of course, by those who are mentally ill and hear strange voices in their heads, but sadly, it's also used by a lot of other people who are completely sane. Like the radical Muslim jihadists who have been wreaking havoc all over the world for decades now. When those men kill innocent people in such barbaric ways and you ask them why, they'll tell you right up front, we do it because God told us to. We're commanded in the Quran either to convert or to kill all infidels. And that's precisely what we do. Very upfront about it. If you said to them, but that's wrong, that's contrary to the Ten Commandments, that's contrary to right reason, they'd say to you, we don't care. We're not interested in being reasonable. Allah told us to kill, so that's what we do. That's the first excuse some people use for disobeying the commandments. God told me so. I'll mention a few others. Excuse number two, I'm sure you've heard this before. Everybody is doing it. No, everybody is not doing it. Whatever it happens to be, whatever sin it is that you're talking about, not everyone is falling into it. Not everyone is committing it. Excuse number three, it's my body and I'll do whatever I want with it. Well, it may be your body, but remember what you do with it will have consequences. It will have consequences here and consequences in eternity. And in the case of abortion, it's not your body anyway. It's another person's body. That's the issue. Excuse number four people use for disobeying the commandments. The experts, those in the know, tell me it's okay. That one is used to try to justify everything from self-abuse to cheating on one's taxes. Excuse number five, it's legal, so it's okay. Of course, slavery was once legal in this country, so was segregation. Neither of those two things was okay. Excuse number six, I'm not hurting anybody. People who use this excuse forget that every sin, even a sin that we commit in quote-unquote private, changes us. Sin changes the sinner, even if it's done in private. And it affects that sinner in a negative way in his or her relationships with other people. And finally, excuse number seven that people use for disobeying the Ten Commandments these days. They say, I have to follow my conscience. That excuse was probably used by some of the rioters and some of the looters this past summer in our cities, as well as the people who stormed the Capitol on January 6th. And of course it is true, the Catholic Church does teach that we have to follow the dictates of our consciences. As it says in paragraph 1782 of the Catechism, man has the right to act in conscience and in freedom 
so as personally to make moral decisions. He must not be forced to act contrary to his conscience, nor must he be prevented from acting according to his conscience, especially in religious matters. That's what the Church teaches. That's only half the story. The corollary of that teaching is that we are personally responsible for forming our consciences. We're personally responsible for forming our consciences properly. And according to paragraph 1783 of the Catechism, what's supposed to guide us in forming our consciences properly is the Word of God, which includes, yes, you guessed it, the Ten Commandments. I've fallen and I can't get up. I've fallen, but I won't get up. When all is said and done, my brothers and sisters, everybody, everybody without exception goes through life with one of those two attitudes dominating. Notice the first part of each statement is, is the same. I've fallen. It's because we have all fallen. That is to say, we are sinners in need of God's forgiveness. The difference between the two groups is those in the first have the opportunity to receive their forgiveness of the Lord. Those in the second group have willingly closed themselves off from that opportunity. Hopefully those of us who are in the first group will make it a point to seek the Lord's pardon sometime during the season of Lent by making a good confession. Like the elderly who have life alert pendants, we cannot raise ourselves up after we fall into sin. But the good news is God can do that. God can raise us up, and God does raise us up spiritually in that great sacrament we call the Sacrament of Reconciliation. On that note, I leave you with the one important question of the day. When was the last time you went to confession?